This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. Yeah, I absolutely agree with the, the points you're making. You know, we're in a very hot market right now, especially for homes. And the use case you talked about is very intriguing about uh, taking money out to improve your home. Logic would say in a hot market, why take money out and improve your home? It's a seller's market. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? A lot of these people who are, who are clients of the home equity product, they are not looking to sell the home. They bought their home five, seven years ago, so they've been in their home now. They don't want to leave their, their neighborhood either, right? Because like, if they sell their home for a million, which might be, say, like a two-bed, two-bath home, suppose, in the Bay Area, and they want a three-bedroom house or a four-bedroom house, that three or four-bedroom house is $1.5 million. So how are you going to bridge the gap? It's relatively easy for them to say, hey, I have a big yard. I can invest fifty or $100,000, do an extension and build an ADU, or I can build another bedroom. And that does two things for them. One, it gives them the living space that they want without moving, without uprooting family. And by doing that, the value of the home also goes up. So it's actually a double benefit to them to invest in the property rather than just sell it. Right, but let's talk about the let's talk about an interesting use case here, right? Someone wants to sell the single family home that they live in. They could put yeah. it on the market right now. Is there a play here where they could tap into uh, their home equity, take that money, improve the property, and basically sell it for a profit by doing curb appeal or fresh paint or or improving the property? Have you seen that use case? Because it's a common it's it's the common value add strategy in multifamily. And this is how investors look at things, right? We had that with one of our clients, you know, who lived in Berkeley. And, uh, you know, she was working with the real estate agent and the agent said, hey, I believe this house needs about $50,000 worth of work uh, because if we do that, it's going to be an easier opportunity for us to list the home. Uh, we invested you know, $50,000 into the client's home. Uh, they did a bunch of work and they did the work over the winter. Right. And then they said, we don't want to list the house in November because we'd rather wait for spring season. They ended up waiting for four to five months. They listed the home in like in the spring and they listed the home for one million. It ended up selling for 1.4 million. <laughs> so the client got, you know, $400,000 over asking, which is 40% over asking. Yes. Now, so out of that 400,000, a small portion came to Noah as well because of the appreciation share. However, it was that $50,000 that the client did not have and wanted to put in the property. Now, we can argue whether the home would have sold for 1.2 versus 1.4, but the reality is that client was super thankful and said, you know what? The 50,000 that Noah gave was all risk, like capital for Noah, right? If the home did not appreciate, Noah would not really have made any return on his investment. But that 50,000 returned $400,000 for the client, which was amazing for her. And now that, that brings me back to the to the very beginning of this this thread, which is a lot of people stage their home, they make it look beautiful, they sink money in as they're selling it. Yep. Logic would say it's better to do it whilst you're living in the home so you can enjoy your home and capture the majority of the added value. You might not be able to capture 100% of it because of you know wear and tear, 
But improving your living situation to me is one of the most important things you can do for your psychology. And that's one of the few cases where I would say, if you can't live in a home that you love, then at least rent the home that you love. Uh, it depends who you're talking to, right? But um, if, if you only have finite money, uh, I think renting a place that really matches what you want to do in life is a big thing for me. Um, of uh, you know, I, I tried to stay in places where I felt like this is this is the right vibe, the right energy. You know, the city views. Even even when I was in London and I, I was starting my company, I couldn't really afford it. But I found a way to get a room in a in a, in a room share, not room share, flat share environment with a good view. Uh, and you know, I, I didn't have the money to buy, but if I had money to buy, it would have been a, a really not a nice place. And so I think I think. Um, the quality of, of the real estate that you buy or rent is very important. And, and that, that begs to the point that uh, tapping your home ownership to improve your home is something that may seem counterintuitive, but why do it when you're going to sell it? Enjoy the home you live in, improve it, and eventually you're going to enjoy it and you might be able to sell it for more. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing with, you know, which we also do with our clients, right? We give them home improvement credit, right? So if you if you take the money from Noah, invest in your home, then whenever you sell the house or whenever you pay us back, we look at the value that, you know, that 50,000 would have created, like in terms of home improvement credit, and we give it to you. So it's actually a win-win. As you said, it allows you to benefit from, you know, from living in a better home. You enjoy those benefits. If it creates value on top of it, that's great. But I think where most people, they always think about it like, you know, from an ROI perspective, right? But if it's your primary home, the primary purpose of that is to live in the home, enjoy it. And if it generates a financial return, that's great. But you should not always just think about financial return and optimizing that. What, in your view, if we look at um, the advice you would give to people who are looking to buy their first home, um, any, any key pieces of wisdom you can share from the platform that you stand on at NOAA and you see so many transactions, I mean, you're powering a lot of transactions on both sides, what what advice do you have? Anything unique you can add? Yeah, so actually, you know, that brings me to, you know, a product that we are we are launching, uh, you know, now, which is called down payment assistance, right? So we are able to leverage the same, the, the same concept that Noah can provide capital in exchange for future appreciation of the home. And we are now applying it to the purchase market. Because I think both of us have seen that, uh, you know, millennials today and professionals today who represent the largest segment of buyers after the boomers, they have strong financial profiles, they have strong income, but they don't have a lot of savings. And in this market, it's really challenging for people to be able to buy a home without 20% down. Because one, you have lenders who don't want to lend to those people. Two, because it's a seller's market, a seller wants to kind of, you know, they they don't want any contingencies. They want to sell a house to somebody who has a conventional ATLTV mortgage and that's it. They don't want those high LTV loans because they may not close sometimes. So when we look at that, we said we can solve this affordability problem by offering down payment assistance. And what we do there, you know, Zane, is we say NOAA will provide up to 75% of the down payment on your behalf. You can be a potential buyer. You only put 5% down. NOAA will put the balance 15% down on your behalf, which means you now get to the magic 20% number. It enables you to qualify for a conventional ATLTV mortgage with a lower debt balance, better interest rate, and no PMI. And you can start your home ownership journey there. 
So that is something that we are launching in order to help more people get started on that journey of home ownership. This this trend of down payment assistance is something I'm I'm definitely excited about as a venture capitalist in prop tech. And part of the reason too is the normal math doesn't apply here because the quality of partner or tenant, I don't want to call them tenant because they're not a tenant really. They're a partner. Oh, so they are the owner. They're, they're the owner, right. They're going to take care of that home. We yeah. see, I'm also wearing different hats. I also wear the hat of a real estate investor, right? I own a lot of multifamily. We have Bluefoot Capital, which owns a lot of real estate throughout the US. And renters uh, can really trash an apartment and it's like a car, right? Or it's like something that you don't own. Um, the wear and tear, the depreciation is quite heavy because people don't respect that. But when you partner with them and help them own their home, they'll look after it. It'll be in, in prime condition, at least usually, you know. Um, most sensible people will take care of their home. I know there's plenty of people who won't, but renters will not care for the home in the same way um, a owner would. Yep. yep, absolutely. And that's what we've seen, right? Like, and even in the case I said where you as a buyer only put 5% down, right? So you technically are putting only 25% of the down payment. You know, if you look at that 20%, Alex, but with Noah, you still capture 50% of the future appreciation. So, you know, relative to your capital contribution as a buyer, you are always getting majority of the forward appreciation of the property. And, you know, and that is something which we think a lot about. At the end of the day, we view the buyer and Noah as partners. They are the partner who's living in the house, and they obviously are paying the mortgage, they get the benefit of no payments, so they get the majority of the appreciation. We are the capital partner who provides them with the money up front and, and, and with other services over time, so we always get the minority appreciation, you know, when it comes to a down payment product. Well, there's also an extreme in the spectrum of home ownership uh, where you rent and you own nothing or you, you take the debt on and, and you know you, you own eventually 100% of the home. It's refreshing to see new products and services like yours uh, amongst you know this big wave in prop tech of home ownership and, and residential. Um, and you know, speaking of that, there's a neighbor who's doing renovations trying to improve their own value of their home, right? Um, yes. But it's, it's refreshing to see new models of home ownership. It's, it's needed and, and powerful. Yeah, but like I think you have interesting companies as well, like companies like say, you know, was Zero Down, which was doing rent to own. You you have Divi Homes and Landis. So you, you you have a couple of companies that are helping people get started through renting, but also you're building a little bit of equity. You, you have companies like us, which is saying, hey, you don't necessarily need to do rent to own. You can own with as little as 5% down. And I think that the opportunity here is created because I think a lot of, historically, a lot of the government programs, right, where I know that the city of, you know, San Jose has a down payment assistance program or, you know, or the, or the county of Santa Clara. I think one, those programs, while well-intentioned, don't always have the maximum impact because of just the red tape that comes with qualifying for something like that. And then the maximum contribution under those programs is twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, but you know, in San Jose, the median home price is 1.2, 1.3 million. So $30,000 doesn't go a long way towards down payment assistance, really. You really need to be contributing $200,000, $400,000 on somebody's behalf to be able to do this. Like, and I think that is what has created a tremendous opportunities for companies in Silicon Valley and outside to help everyday Americans with their home ownership dream.